It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, Mikey McNuggets, Anthony, Earl the Pearl, G. Bush will be with us in a second. What's up, guys? We had hoped to have a celebratory week four postgame show. There were a lot of opportunities throughout the week that made us think it was going to be a celebratory week four postgame show. Unfortunately, with two minutes left to go, barring some unforeseen, never seen before, Unbelievable, miraculous comeback by the Browns. It appears this is going to be a hour-long therapy session to digest what we just saw from DTR, the Browns offense as a whole, Kevin Stefanski, and frankly, a defensive performance that was not bad, but certainly not up to par with what we saw throughout the first three weeks of the season. We'll dive into the game in depth momentarily. We're going to wait for G to hop on here. If you're in the chat, we appreciate you guys. Uh, Less than a minute in, we got 250 already here. Uh, you guys, unlike Cleveland, show out every week consistently regardless of opponents, so we appreciate you guys. But uh, Earl, real quick, 20 seconds or less, what, what is your gut feeling right now after what you saw today from the Cleveland Brownies? I'm shocked right now. I am absolutely shocked and disturbed uh, by the performance that I saw by the team, primarily the offense. I know you said 20 seconds. Look, Mike, I just got to get this out real quick, right? Deshaun Watson ain't threw a damn football in about three days. He's been limited or has not practiced at all. Okay. The Browns knew about Deshaun Watson's shoulder last Sunday. Hence, DTR coming in in the five-minute mark when the game was intact. Even in those situations, that backup quarterback usually come in at the two-minute warning. So you go through this whole week, and you know internally that there's a high chance that, excuse me, that Deshaun Watson might not play. Now, this, this became relevant news to us Friday, but you knew internally all week that there was a strong possibility that you was going to be playing your backup quarterback, right? So I find it hard to believe that Kevin Stefanski did not pl- prepare a better game plan for DTR than what we saw. I find it hard to believe that the head coach did not have his rookie quarterback ready to go and in the best situations to have success. And if that is the case, then Kevin Stefanski totally 100% failed DTR. DTR didn't do himself no favors by the way he played. I'm not going to cut him no slack, but you the head coach of this football team. You knew the situation. They said at the end of the TV broadcast that the situation with Deshaun Watson is a little more than a bruise, that there's some fluid around the rotator cuff, whatever the case may be. So, yeah, it ended up being a right coach's decision, but you knew that you was going to have to make this coach's decision way before early this morning at 1030 on a Sunday. So I don't want to hear no excuses of why the offense looked that bad. I didn't expect them to be spectacular. Even in that situation, I can I can even say that, okay, maybe the Browns probably won't come out victorious. But to go out there and be able to not be able to generate no offensive touchdowns, that's totally inexcusable. And I don't care about you having a backup quarterback because, as you said to me, 
uh, in our private group chat. The Ravens just lost to a backup last week. And you know how I know Earl's getting good at this? Yeah. I ask him for 20 seconds. He goes 320. I say, give me a quick 20. Earl goes for three minutes. That is a content-producing machine, as Earl, Earl, Earl the Pearl has become. And real quick, you, give me 20 seconds before we bring uh, G. Bush in. My uh, 20 initial seconds. Initial gut feelings to what we saw here. Yeah, my 20 seconds, I just uh, I kind of wish we had Josh Dobbs today. And I texted you guys earlier that that might be my hill I die on this week. Uh, you can't, in a win-now season, you cannot rely on a rookie quarterback as your backup. Things happen, injuries happen. So as I say that, I bid you guys adieu as G. Bush comes in. Ant will be monitoring the chat. If you have any questions for later in the show, you have any super chats, Anthony will be monitoring that, and we will get in. G. Bush, the people's champ, is here, and G. Bush – Nobody had been singing the DTR praises higher no. than you coming into this game. He was your preseason darling, him and Dewan Jones. Uh, real quick, G, we, I mean, we got to start with the quarterback. What did you think of the fifth-round pick out of UCLA today? Um, I thought he was bad, like pretty much every starting quarterback is when they, they have to come in for their first game. I thought uh, DTR uh, looked like he was confused on a lot of the different different uh, coverages the Ravens was running. I felt he he looked like he was squeamish in the pocket and did not want to let the ball go. Um, I thought he was inaccurate. I thought he saw ghosts. But th these are all all different things that happen to a first year rookie quarterback. I don't care if you Joe Burrow. I don't care if you uh, you know who are, whoever you are. You're gonna look bad. I saw. They put it in perspective. I saw Josh Allen look like this against the New York Jets, and it's Josh Allen. You know what I'm saying? So one of the things that that I look at in, in terms of what he did, that's to be expected. And I see a lot of people, and I was listening to early in the chat, and and, and people saying this wasn't a Stefanski game, and this this wasn't on Stefanski, and what was he going to do? Listen, man, I, I just have to break this down to people once and for all. When you are a head coach, when you look at some of the stuff that he was calling, he was suckered and duped by uh, Harbaugh from the get-go. And you say, how is that, G. Bush? I'm confused because all we do is was, was talk about the quarterback. Have you noticed something? If Deshaun Watson plays bad, we talk about what was Deshaun Watson doing. If DTR plays bad, we talk about what DTR was doing. Who's the common denominator in calling plays for these guys, right? We talked about this before. Let me just go ahead and say this isn't the first time this has happened. We lost to the Saints with Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in negative 40-degree weather, and we threw the ball 40 times. This is not a new thing with Kevin Stefanski. It's not like this is the first time that we're talking about him and play calling. When you have a rookie quarterback, you have to come out and do the same thing that the Baltimore Ravens did. What did the Baltimore Ravens do? They had multiple people out. They had no receivers. They had a rookie receiver. You know what they did? We're going to run the football. We're going to move the sticks. We're not going to do anything dumb. We're going to make sure that we're going to play to our defense and make this game shorter. And what did they do? When they got up 20, 21 to 3, game was over. It, it was finished because they're playing field position from now on. And, and and I just would like people to understand this game is just not all about quarterbacks. Y'all got to stop looking at fantasy football and start looking at the rest of the game. Because so many times I see in these chat boards and places, we think it's all about the quarterback. Just because you say that don't mean it. You're going to line up with five wides with a, four, with a rookie quarterback against the Ravens? And you're not – listen, he came out in the second half. Look, he came out in the second half, 
You you you, you get three. You, you run. You throw three straight passes on the last one. DTR runs for for a first down. Instead of running the ball, you come back and drop back a fourth time and get sacked. This, this second and twenty one now. And and here's the thing too. When I say when I say play to the strengths of your team, the reason I'm saying that is because quiet is kept. This offensive line is not very good right now. Let's Bad. just put that out there. Hey, G, you want to hear a stat? I didn't track the last little bell. I want I want to touch on a couple things you said, but I tweeted this out in midway through the fourth quarter. So I did not get to the very end. DTR had 32 dropbacks. And he was pressured on 25 of those passes. That means either hurried, hit, or sacked on 25 out of 32 dropbacks midway through the fourth quarter. I don't care if you have Deshaun Watson back there. I don't care if you have DTR. I don't care if you have Patrick Mahomes. That is a recipe for a horrendous offensive performance, regardless of who's at quarterback. And G. Bush, being a quarterback in the NFL when you're under pressure I'm going to relate this to basketball. It's not exactly apples to apples, but you know that's how my mind thinks. A competent quarterback just has to make layups and free throws, right? That's He's got to make layup and free throws. An elite quarterback is making Steph Curry step back, turn around threes in a corner. The Browns didn't need step back, turn around threes. They just needed DTR to be competent, make layups that's and it. free throws. And when you're under pressure constantly, that's like shooting free throws with Rudy Gobert standing in front of you with his hands up. Is it possible? Yes. Does it make the easy things damn near more like more weight ex- exponentially more difficult? Yes. Kevin Stefanski did not do DTR any favors today. With that being said, DTR was also not good. Those two did not help each other out in any capacity whatsoever. Well, yeah, uh, but go, go but, ahead. But but who like to me, D a hundred percent totally agree with everything that's being said. DTR was horrible today. There was nothing about his play today that I could point to and say, okay, he did this well or he did that well. But at the end of the day, he's still a rookie quarterback That's making his first ever start. And so, so, so who does that fall more on? That falls more on the fourth-year NFL head coach that's the leader of this football team, right? You know what you're dealing with. You see DTR more than we see DTR. You know the situation at hand. I just feel like Kevin Stefanski could have did a better job of putting him in positions to at least attempt – to have some success. I'm not saying that it would have like garnished more successful outcomes, but it the attempt probably could have been better because man, by the time the third quarter came, the dude confidence, confidence was shot. He was it, rocked already. That was you drop back and you throw the ball seven times coming out of halftime, and you get sacked twice. Jerome Ford yeah. missing a block on the play, and I get it. Like, you know, some people are gonna say we're overreacting. It's our obligation to react to this thing game by game, situation by situation. Today, Kevin Stefanski did not do a good job of leading the troops. That's just the reality. That's what it is. It's hard for me to say, okay, this is on DTR. Man, you're a rookie. You are a rookie quarterback. G, let me me ask you this. I I asked Earl, and I genuinely don't know. I texted Tim Couch to try and get an answer from a quarterback. And if he does answer, I'll let you all know immediately. We didn't know officially that DTR wasn't – that Deshaun Watson wasn't going to play until about 1030 this morning. You know, he was questionable, didn't practice Wednesday – Limited Thursday. He said he was going to play Friday. By the way, PSA to everyone watching. Do not believe what a player says in a press conference or to the media before a game. Like, it's all a giant mirage to hide whatever they're doing. Just because Deshaun says he's going to play, just because some player says he's going to play, they're usually lying to us. Just, Just accept that, all right? Do you believe, G. Bush, 
that this was Deshaun Watson's game plan that they ended up having to throw DTR into? Or was it a game plan that Kevin Stefanski designed for DTR, knowing there was a chance he may have to start a rookie quarterback? I don't know the answer, but my opinion on how Stefanski approached this game changes dramatically upon finding out the answer to that. I, I'm going to I'm gonna try, and hopefully we could talk to Tim about this, because obviously y'all don't believe what I say. You got you to gotta be Tim Couch or somebody. Well, when I ask him, please pay attention in the chat. So we can do some schooling <laughs> knowledge because because y'all don't pay attention to what I be saying. You'd be like, it's overreacting. Listen, when we talk in X's and O's, the only scripted scheming that's being done is the first few plays that you're scripting. First 15. First, first right, 15. That's, that's the word. First 15. I repeat that. Your first 15 are the only ones you're scripting. When you get past those 15, you are freestyling. You are seeing what they're calling, and you're calling it what you think is going to hit and what's going to make plays. So the thought process that this is Deshaun Watson's playbook or this is Baker Mayfield's play, no, that's not true. You got a group of plays in your mind that you call it, right? And if the group of plays that you've been calling, you're now you're in a one-on-one matchup with the defensive coordinator. And a lot of people don't understand that because they ain't on the fantasy football sheets. You are Stefanski is going against another person who's calling, and that, that's where the chess match happens. That's where you're saying, okay, all right, DTR is not, not comfortable. Why would you put uh, 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 why would you go five wide so many times knowing good and well that A, Jedrick Wills is a turnstile, two, Wyatt Teller has not been blocking all that great, and three, you're putting him back there in a position where he has to make quick reads, he has to be very accurate, and they got a pass rush. That is a zero win. You're not going to win that. So what I'm telling you is you have to establish the run. People say, G. Bush, they were stopping the run. You got to be committed to the run. The run is like marriage. It ain't a girlfriend. You got to be committed. Sometimes it's going to go bad. See, they're not trying to hear that. All they, they know is DT, DTR play horrible. So we're wrong for putting this on Kevin Stefanski like Kevin Stefanski ain't the head coach of the team. Like he ain't all, calling the plays. All, 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 plays. all people care about is DTR play bad. That's all they know. That's all well, they well, see. Here's, here's, they can't comprehend the other side of it, G. You frustrating yourself with nothing. Well, 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 here's they don't the get it. But I, I, do you, think, it, I do think it's both, though. I, I do think it is both. But it's obvious he played bad, bro. Mike, what did you it's, think it's, was going to happen? It's, it's, He's a rookie. It's, it's, it's not foreign to anybody who watched the game. Of course he played bad. He was not put in a situation to have any type of success. That's okay. Gr- Grant, okay, but like one play, for example, the first interception that DTR threw, that was two steps behind Amari Cooper. And regardless of the play call, no matter who was the quarterback, if you throw it two steps behind Amari Cooper on a slant, you can't tell me that's necessarily a bad play. It's just a terrible throw. Like, We're not talking about I don't, that. I'm not I don't saying think, that, Mike. I'm not I don't disagreeing think with that. did DTR any favors today. I don't think he's without blame. But I also think DTR did not help Stefanski when opportunities were there. Like, I think it's about an equal level of blame here. I, I'll put it to you as well. Why the offense was so inept today. No, no, Nobody that's on this panel right now is saying anything wrong. And I don't think anybody's trying to be right or wrong. There's different narratives yeah. and perspectives to this entire thing. I can't argue against what you're saying, Mike. I know the dude didn't play good. But what I'm saying is, as the head coach of this team, I felt like the head coach should have put his quarterback in better situations to have success. That's all I'm saying. You can't have – look. The result probably – and the result possibly could have been the same, right? But at least I would have said, okay, at least he put you in situations 
you know what I'm saying, to go out there and have some success and then you fail. Let's be real. So, G, let me ask you this about Stefanski. All right, so if you're if you're the head coach, right, and you got a rookie quarterback, a fifth round pick making his first start, what is your play sheet look more like than what we saw today? The Baltimore Ravens. So you want to run the ball more? You want more quarterback? RPO situations is that is that so, what you're looking so, for? so G, when you look at the Baltimore Ravens, Gus Edwards, we talked about mm-hmm. how they, they were not gonna be able to run the ball. JK, they gave him the ball 15 times. When you look at what they've done, they didn't have a crazy game. Lamar Jackson threw the yeah. ball 19 times. 19, right? Justice yeah. Hill had 33 yards. Lamar Jackson ran the ball nine times himself. The bottom line is you can't be dropping back 36 times with a rookie quarterback, and I don't even like the five-why idea. That is an elite-level play. You need to be able to diagnose. I saw Deshaun Watson looking bad on five-why. If Deshaun Watson was looking bad by it, you know what you need with this playbook? You're supposed to have been thinking like this going into this game. All right, I'm playing the Baltimore Ravens. I need I need DTR to be throwing the ball maximum 21 times. So what do we need to do? We need to dumb it down. Do we need to go two tight ends? Do we need to go jumbo package? I'm sure it's not doing a double, triple reverse with Elijah Moore running 35 yards in the backfield. I'm not doing a flea flicker with bad. the tight end. Come on. He that had 35 bad. trick yeah. plays. So, what are so we doing? Gee, I, I think what Earl said it is is the best. None of us are really disagreeing. I think we're all just saying it in a different way. That no matter how you want to dissect it, whether it's more on DTR than Stefanski, more on Stefanski, offensively, it was an abomination. Nothing worked. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't throw the ball. And to me, what kind of stood out more than anything else is without Nick Chubb, they don't have a single game breaker on offense. They don't have a single guy you can get the ball to and say, hey, player X, go make a play. And the Ravens, who I don't think have a very dynamic offense, seem to have two or three of those guys out there today that went in a situation of need, whether it was Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson with his legs, or even Zay Flowers on a few plays, can make things happen. The Browns traded for Elijah Moore to be that guy. He ran backward. G. Bush, you started him in fantasy this week. He got you exactly zero points. He had 20 receiving yards and negative 20 rushing yards for a fat zero. I don't know what they think they're doing with him. Amari Cooper had one reception, I believe. And Joku was their best offensive player, and the dude had degree two burns on his face and his arms. Think about that. I don't know where they're going to get more offensive production from out of these playmakers, but it has to start somewhere. So based on everything you just said, right, we talked about the trick plays and how that didn't work. You said, you just said, I don't know what they are doing with him in, in, in terms of to Elijah Moore. That's all going into the game plan, is it not? Fact. Which is so, why Stefanski so, 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 does not get a pass from me. He does not get a pass. Oh, well, let me let me ask you a question. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna brace it on real world scenario. In the summer, we was down numbers at UCSS, right? Mm-hmm. We had we had some days it was like we needed McNuggets on the set. Some days it was Earl on the set. We need all hands on deck at that time. Correct. Now mm-hmm. let, let's get this. What if it, what if our executive producer? Shout out to Steve. I know you watch a piece of. What if he says, you know what? <laughs> shout out to you, man. Shout um, you we 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 got we got my man Anthony. It's his first time directing. He directed. He hold the ship down. I'm on the panel. Us three's up there. Steve comes to us and says, "Hey, we need the graphics. We want to do a bunch of camera switches. We need to get three guests in and remic them at the same time. You know what's gonna happen?" 
Anthony like, listen, I'm just trying to get my my feet. Let, let me worry about getting the camera angle together. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to say, yeah, we ain't going to do nothing extra. Hey, McNuggets is not going to be asking for him to run a graphic back. Yeah. Hey, hey, bring that back. No, it ain't no bring it back. Anthony's trying to do his thing right now. And I, as a ain't teammate, no double boxes, ain't no none of that. Ain't, ain't none of no, yeah. no graphics. We trying to get through the show. And that's what it should have been with DTR. Let's get through the show. Not run the same thing we running with Deshaun Watson. That ain't possible. When McNuggets and everybody back there, yeah, y'all can be switching and doing all kind of uh, tricks and magic tricks and doing flips upside down. But when we trying to just get on and do it, we got to just do yeah. it sometimes. That's and it. that's the part I'm telling y'all that that's you got to be uh, adaptable in life. And a lot of that's people that. is just rigid. You know how like, hey, so hey, Clevelanders know what I'm about to say. You know how, like, if you're born and raised on the east side and you really don't travel much to the west side, when you have to go on the west side, you typically use your GPS, right? And I used the analogy earlier, just don't crash the car. It's almost like he from the east side, Kevin Stefanski put him on 117th on the west side and just said, go. Find your way to the stadium, no GPS, no nothing. That's what it felt like. It felt like, it just felt like he was lost out there. He was lost. And again... Again, I know he was horrible, but like I just find it hard to believe that you would put if he was not capable of leading this offense or or, or just being competent. I just find it hard to believe that you will put him out there in the first place. I got a little breaking news real quick. Uh, Kevin Stefanski says that Sean Watson fully expects to be back for the 49ers game after the bye week. Once again, you cannot believe anything at 100 percent that comes believe from it. a coach at a press conference. But at least it seems to be trending in the positive. I saw someone ask about super chats in the chat. We will get to all your super chats. Do not worry. We see you. Anthony's taking note of them. We appreciate you. We will get to all those here momentarily. Earl, finish your point. I, I just, like I said, I get it. He's a rookie, right? And he did not play good. Again, I'm not making no excuses for DTR play. I don't think I said that one time. I don't think I tried to point to anything that he did good that one time, right? So I understand he played bad. My whole point is this, like as his coach, as his head coach, you know the situation he's in. You know, you you read the room. You know what's up. This shoulder injury to Deshaun Watson became news to us mentors the end of this week. They knew what was going on Sunday when he heard it, right? So you, you're conscious of, okay, my quarterback is dealing with a shoulder injury that we tell in the media is a bruise. But we know internally, man, like, you know, this is a real issue. DTR was taking the first team snaps in practice, man, 100% two of the last three days. One of the days Deshaun Watson was limited. So it's not like that when Deshaun Watson was finally ruled out at 1030 this morning that they were scrambling trying to put together a game plan for DTR. No, you've been installing a game plan for just in case DTR plays today all week. And I just find it hard to believe that this is what you gave him, that this is what you said, okay, we're going to do this. This, this, as G alluded to, the first 15 plays are scripted. These are going to be the first 15 plays scripted for my rookie quarterback and his first NFL start going against the Baltimore Ravens defense and the Will Coast team. This is what I'm going to do. I just find that hard to believe. Oh, oh and by the way, let, let, let's just let's just keep it a buck. Like I, I'm, I'm so so we've been doing this a, a very long time. We've been watching the same program. Let me ask you something. You tell me when I'm lying here. So when Baker Mayfield got hurt, how many times was we still throwing the ball downfield? Can we we got on these same airwaves and said if he's hurt, 
Why are we airing the ball out? We got on these same airways and said, listen, it's negative 40, Kevin. You got Nick Chubb. Are you going to run him? No, we lose to Andy Dalton in negative 46 weather by a dome team. It's like, it's not like this has not been a a problem with Kevin in the offense from get-go. Now, I told people before, at at the end of the day, let's just be real. We didn't blame everybody up and down this line. We didn't blame everybody to talk about. We didn't got on. We didn't got on the, the players. We didn't got on Andrew That's Barry. Y'all, y'all done raked the coals through Jimmy Haslam. But I'll be damned if I sit here and I understand what it looked like. See, I don't know if y'all played in the trenches. I know how demoralizing it feels to play with a quarterback who know he can't do it. You can't count on a quarterback that's a rookie to do it. You putting everybody so so if I'm if I'm looking at it and the defense is playing lights out the first three the first three snaps a series of the game, you got to turn around and say, "Hey guys, let's go ahead and make this thing ugly. Let's go and muddy yeah. this up. We're gonna it, this gonna be a knockdown drag out, not five wide get pretty do reverses and be down twenty to three at halftime. Kev, come on, bro, y'all y'all gotta at least see that. Like I know you don't. We're not saying we're gonna fire anybody, so don't get all up in arms. We don't want to go through it again. We don't want to go through it again to get another coach. Listen, call hey. different plays, bro. No, to, hey. listen for for a a big part of that. I do I do agree, and and you talk about the defense having to pick up the offense. Look what's happening with the Jets right now. I mean, that's an elite defense, at least on paper. They played very well this year, and their offense with Zach Wilson can't do anything. Now, today, that felt like what we were watching with the Browns, DTR, and that offense unable to do anything. I do think they tried to run the ball a little bit. I mean, they had 25 attempts on the ground. I know a lot of that came at the end. Pierre Strong had five for 50. That all came in the final few minutes. You take him out of the equation. They had about 20 rushes for 60 yards. They were averaging 3.1 yards per carry. And I think the biggest issue, running, passing, whatever, is they can't block anybody right now. And offensively, (laughs) I don't care what you want to come into the game and do, whether it's a run-happy play sheet, a pass-happy play sheet, a play-action play sheet, a deep passing game, a short – it doesn't matter if you can't block. And this is a unit when we did our draft. You guys remember before the season we did the draft – of each position unit on the Browns. The offensive line was a surefire top three pick. We went defensive line one, which turned out to be right. That turned out to be the right pick. We ended up going running back room two, which looked like the right pick, and then Nick Chubb gets hurt, so that's kind of not a void. And we went offensive line three. And, gee, Earl, I cannot tell you, as good as this defense has been through four weeks, and granted, they gave up 296 yards today. Their worst game of the season, they still held an offense to fewer than 300 yards. Mm-hmm. That's still elite. Like, the season's not mm-hmm. over by any means. Like, anyone – we're overreacting in the moment here, but the reality no, is – No, we not. They're 2-2. Two and No, two. no, no we not. Th- th- this team is not – Every game count. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. We're overreacting in the sense that, like, we're reacting to the game we saw, not like the season's destroyed at the Yeah, I, I was just about to say, that's why I don't think we're overreacting. I mean, we're but, reacting to the game that yeah, we okay, just that's, watched. That, that, that's the right way to put it. We're reacting to the game. We're not making generalized statements about the Brown season hey. being collapsed off of one game. But my point is, as impressed as I've been with this defense through four games, I have been equally unimpressed by this offensive line, G. One through five across the board. A guy even like Joel Batonio, who we thought was impenetrable, has been pedestrian through four games. 
Well, you, you see what they said on the, on the, <laughs> I didn't want to get too far into it. You see what they said, um, you know, in the, the announcing team. They talked about how difficult it is for, the, uh, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson or DTR to stand there and you ask it an offensive line that's built to run Nick Chubb Fact. Fact. to drop back that many times in the game. Now, I didn't say you want to you could take their word for it. But what I'm telling y'all is this. You got two guards that are road graders. Wyatt Teller struggles mightily in pass. Pass protection. This year it's been exposed too. It, it's been exposed. We are we're not mentioning Jedrick Wills. We just hoping and prayer. It's just prayers and wishes <laughs> out there. That's all it is with him. Just well, I hope you. Man, I listen. just hope. <laughs> hey, G, you, you you know how you to talk about? Look, it's different forms of bullying, right? Right. I don't even want to say seventy one name. No nah, more, man. Because, because at this point, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's I don't I don't want to be perceived as that. No. Nope. And anybody who like at this point, man, if you keep going in on them, like we know what's up. Like, like, let's just leave that alone. We know and what's just, going on. And, and, and the thing is, and, and here's the crazy part about it is, man, Harbaugh and Tomlin be loving seeing Stefanski. They mm-hmm. love seeing him. You ever get to the court, McDougas, he be hooping, and it's a group of dudes always be down there, and you be like, oh, these dudes, I'm going to get my run on. I ain't coming off this this yeah. game. I ain't it's, coming off the there's court. No better, there's no better feeling than going into a matchup like that. Yo, I told, I told Mike in text, me and Mike was texting before, before the game ended, right? And I know people about to be pissed. I'm about to say this. I don't care. Though. I'm going to say it anyway, right? We got a lot of recency bias when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals, right? The Cincinnati Bengals Cincinnati Bengals has been good for like the last two or three seasons. And so there's this recency bias there that that's our competition. But let's just keep it all the way 100, right? The Browns is going to be considered the same old Browns nationally and throughout the league, depending on who you're talking to, until you can go up against a big dog and actually knock them down. And that's going to be the time that you actually earn somebody's respect. It's, a, it's something about going up against a John Harbaugh coach team or a Mike Tomlin coach team, no matter what the situation is. And it just seemed like a Kevin Stefanski led team don't show up. Right. It just seemed like that's the case. You know, and Mike said this to me and he's absolutely right. Eventually, we're going to have to start listening. Mike been trying to like point out his records against other head coaches in the league versus his record against the Cincinnati Bengals. Right. And, like, that's just the reality of the situation. And, again, I'm a fan of Kevin Stefanski. Everybody know that about me. But I am starting to pay attention to, like, every time Harbaugh show up, every time Tomlin show up, and, and it's a game that means something, or it's a game to where some stakes on the line, or it's a game to where you can stamp yourself as legit, we always come up Gee, short. And this the one game thing was I told, easy. The one Dude, thing I told one Mike. Wait, hold on. The, the one thing I told Mike, man. Like every time you go up against a big dog like that, you continue to show you a pup. And the Browns keep doing it. Oh, uh, gee, here's one stat, then it's all you. But John Harbaugh is now 12 and 5 in Cleveland. And and, and by the way, uh, this was a very easy win. He didn't have to sweat this out. <laughs> like this was like this was light. This was a walk in the park. Like it, it, think about it. Now there's two teams we lost to this year, right? I looked at this Baltimore Ravens team, and guess what? They had half their roster out. Mm-hmm. They depended on a, a first-year rookie receiver, and they threw in the ball and played gadget ball. They don't got their starting running backs. So when, when people say G. Bush is making excuses, I'm not making none excuses. I'm holding people accountable. Yeah, we lost Nick Chubb, but they lost their number one running back too. They didn't have no receivers out there, and they came and walked in your stadium comfortably and dusted you off. Now, here's my thing. I always talk about people genuinely punting. I know exactly what happened. 
Here's the thought process. Well, we're going to be smarter than the rest of the people. You know what? We're going to hold Deshaun out. We'll wait to uh, we'll wait till we get to the next week. There's two weeks to heal. We'll play the 49ers. And you know what? At least we'll be two and two going into the break. We can manage that. I already know it. I you can see it in the playbook. So the the, the whole play style was we just trying to manage right now because you know what? I saw him do the last. I saw him do the same thing last year when they didn't have Deshaun Watson for eleven games. I saw him punting a lot. I saw him putting Jacoby Brissett in places that he shouldn't have been. I saw him yeah. not running the ball with Nick Chubb. It's the same playbook, and now it's very evident because you don't have Nick Chubb to hide it. See, ain't nowhere to hide. You really got a scheme now. You can't just oh, we're gonna get Nick Chubb eighteen to twenty cares. He's not here no more, Kevin. You're going to have to really outmaster and outmatch and pull your weight. Who's the weakest link? We, we know it's not Deshaun Watson. We know it ain't Miles Gary. You can't blame him for flipping cars no more. Who's the weakest <laughs> link now? Yeah, OBJ ain't playing. Who is it? So y'all going to have to come to the conclusion that Kevin Stefanski is being outcoached routinely in his own division. Is he going to get better? Well, we'll see. Because if, if Deshaun Watson misses a, a, another plethora of games, and I'm glad you said that, McNuggets, <laughs> I ain't paying attention to nobody. And so I see him playing. I'm, yeah. You're not fooling me no more. No, no, man, show me. Listen, they, they are paid liars. And I don't say that as a shot at any of them. They're trying to get a competitive advantage. They're supposed to lie to us. They will continue to lie to us. And I think when Deshaun Watson told Mary Kay on Friday he expected to play, I do think he believed that he was going to play. It just nice. didn't. It just didn't happen. Like, he wasn't able to play. And if he went out there this morning, I truly believe this. If he went out there this morning, tried to throw, and his shoulder felt all right, he would have played. I just think they looked at the situation and said, you can't help us in this current situation. This is what I was condition. told. This is what I was told as I was doing the uh, Bud Light tailgate show this morning, that he was out there in warm-ups. He couldn't throw the ball past 12 yards. This That's is what I, what I was too. told. I heard that he, he, Yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't throw the ball past 12 yards. That the Browns medical staff and Kevin's defense, Kevin Stefanski quickly made the decision that he wasn't going to play. Yeah. And so again, it goes back to go ahead, G. Go ahead. Can I ask y'all this question too? Because this is this is a comment for tomorrow. If everybody throwing DTR as a rookie, he ain't play well. DTR, DTR, all this good stuff. Well, whose fault is it that they traded Dobbs? Nobody well, asked them to trade Dobbs for a fifth. Now, can we talk? If we're, we're gonna talk, have, we're gonna have that conversation. <laughs> not I mean, just tomorrow, but. Probably two more times before the 49ers game, whether or not you can feel comfortable <laughs> having a guy who's never played in the NFL be your backup to the most important position in sports. So, I mean, it's in it, it, not just the Browns, but any team. But but what I'm saying is they made that decision. No, yeah. true. But Jay, it's funny you said that because I'm, I'm looking at the chat. Right. And a lot of people basically like we tripping. The Browns started somebody that was drafted in the fifth round. What did we expect? And me and McNuggets had another conversation. I'm going to tell you why my expectations was a little bit higher, right? DTR started 50 games in college in a pro-style offense, right? And so you know me. I'm an eternal optimist by nature. It ain't got nothing to do with the Browns. This is just how I am as a person. So I had to try to find something to compare it to to make me and other people feel better about the situation. And what I compared it to was the 48 stars that Brock Purdy had at Iowa State um, and another pro-style offense. Both of these dudes was late round picks. DTR in the fifth round, Brock Purdy in the seventh round. The similarity to both of their situations is, is some similarities there, right? DTR is on a team that got a lot of talent and a damn good defense. When Purdy was a rookie last year, he was on a team that had a lot of talent 
and a damn good defense. And so it's hard for me to watch this chat and see people say, well, you know, the Browns are starting a fifth round pick. Okay, well, Purdy was a seventh round pick last year, kind of thrust in a, a very similar situation, and he thrived. Now, is that because Purdy is all world? It can't be because if he was, he would have drafted, he would have been drafted much higher than the seventh round pick. But it looked like to me, he was on a team when a coach put him in a situation that he can have success. And so for everybody saying that we tripping and that, you know, DTR is a fifth round pick, okay, cool. That's true and all. But it ain't like that other players that's been drafted in the round that he's been drafted in or later ain't stepped in there and played no games and had some success. And that ain't all due to just the DTR part of it. That's due to the coaching part of it as well. I, I got a question, though. Like, I really – let me see if I vibe with you on this I'm one. ready, yep. Um, I'm, I'm confused why, why in this city we okay. We, we're really okay calling out everybody else. Deshaun Watson played nine games, and, and last week – People wanted him up out of here, right? Mm-hmm. Andrew Barry, they talk about his draft classes all the time, right? They he ain't drafting well. He doesn't like like we we do this a lot, man. And my question is, you know, the, the thing that comes up is with Stefanski, he's elevated everybody around here. And I'm like, I'm, I'm excuse me. Baker Mayfield been elevated to four teams. Like, like, what do you mean the elevation? What are you talking about? He had Kirk Cousins. Like, what are you talking about? Like this ele- this mythical elevation of guys. Listen. Jacoby Brissett is sitting behind one of the worst quarterbacks in the league in Sam Howell. Let's not act like this guy's the second coming uh, of, of somebody, right? Like, he's not really – my question is the thought process to every single person around here. We've watched Kevin Stefanski have these same lapses over and over again. And you're saying, well, G. Bush, you love DTR. You love D- DTR. Well, my, my problem is, is what position you have him in to even be moving around, throwing the ball that much. And I'm critiquing this. If you didn't have confidence in DTR, no one told you to trade Josh Dobbs for a fifth round pick. No one said don't have, do not have a veteran backup. My thing is this in the league, you got to be airtight. A lot of people don't understand the pressure that comes with this. Ain't like your regular job. D is 16, 17 games and y'all operating like it's a regular job where you can mess up and you get a real small write up. No, when you mess <laughs> up, you lose games, bro. Have yeah. y'all been getting written up all the time? You like, ain't no big deal. This is it's money on the line. It's people's career on the line. And the difference between winning and losing is this much. So every time you lose and you say you're overreacting, I know you're not cut out for the game because you you, you got to take the smoke when it comes to you. And I'm not saying I'm getting DT off, off the situation. He played terrible. But my question is, what rookie in their first game comes out and just throws the ball and just kills everybody? We knew it was coming. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely not common. It does happen. I think uh, Jameis Winston a couple of years back when he played Marcus Mariota in their first game, uh, they played against each other. And Winston threw four touchdowns at a 158.3, a perfect passer rating, and then hasn't played that well since. Like, they're a rare occurrence. C.J. Stroud's played well as a rookie. Bryce Young struggled this year. Anthony Richardson has been up and down. It, the, th- the thing with DTR – well, first off, actually, let's let's go back real quick. We, we've done a bad job. We're 38 minutes in. Lamar Jackson balled out today. And we actually got to give him a little kudos because he made a couple plays that – we're back-breaking to the Browns' defense. And if you score three points, it doesn't matter. You're not going to win a game. Uh, the one turnover allowed Lamar Jackson to score his first points. But the Ravens came in and, and kicked the Browns' ass, plain and simple. They were the better team today. 
and there wasn't a whole lot the, the Browns could have done. However, with the DTR point, I don't know what was a fair expectation. I think in this city, I remember, and, and I like Nick Carnes. Nick Carnes, hold up. Like, I'm, I'm going to say something that Nick tweeted. I like Nick. For the record, I think he does a phenomenal job hyping up the Browns in a way no one else in the city does. <laughs> Comma, but. <laughs> when Aaron Rodgers went down, he tweeted out, if the Jets called and offered Sauce Gardner for DTR, Andrew Barry would hang up the phone. And I sent that tweet to Bull, and I was like, dude, <laughs> I know G. Bush is the king of Kool-Aid, but, like, I think the DTR thing's gone officially too far. And Bull is the one that says every show, preseason doesn't mean anything. And I'll admit, I thought DTR looked phenomenal in preseason. I know the competition's not regular, but I, he looked like a guy who could step into an NFL game, in my opinion, based on what I saw, and could contribute. Today, he wasn't ready. I'm not ready to say he'll never be a quality quarterback in the NFL. It's one game. Deshaun Watson looked phenomenal last week. He looked terrible Monday night before. It's a week-to-week league. But I think we as a city and as a fan base got so over excited about what we saw from a guy in the preseason that we just expected that to translate on a short week. And I'm saying short week because it was confusion. Was he going to start? Was it going to be Watson? Even though he got most of the first team reps, it wasn't a full week that I think we just overinflated what the expectations should have been. And whether that's fair or not, I think it's just the reality of what the situation DTR walked into. I'm going to be honest, Mike. I disagree. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why I disagree, right? Because, and I'm just, I'm pairing what you just said to what, you know, somebody said to me earlier. Somebody said to me earlier, you know, fans need to stop stop crowning people in the preseason. And I said, I disagree. Fans going fans, right? A a fan job is is to show fandom. You you support, you go crazy, you over-exaggerate when it comes to players that you like. That's your job as a fan, okay? Yeah. But your but your opinion, your excitement as a fan has no bearings on the decision makings when it comes to certain players. It has no bearings on a uh, Andrew Barry deciding to keep him on his roster. It has no bearings on Andrew Barry making the decision to trade Josh Dodge for a fifth round pick. It has no bearings on how he played today. Fans is going fans, so I don't think us. And I understand we're media members, but we're fans too. So us clamoring and having these expectations, I don't think that has anything to do with what happened today, right? At the end of the day, I picked the Browns to win this game. I thought the Browns was going to be okay. And the only reason I thought that is because I know that DTR is an experienced college quarterback with 50 stars under his belt and a pro-style offense. And if anything else, the fact that you have an experience, that you have an experienced quarterback because college quarterbacks don't come into the NFL with this much experience, I assume that that was enough to just not to crash the car, that you that you at least had your temps, yeah. and that that was enough for you to okay, you you on a good team with a good defense, the 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 offense has had a balanced attack for the most of the season. The fact that you had this much experience in college as a rookie, it made me comfortable feeling like if all you got to do is just do enough, and the Browns will come out victorious. And so I get it. You know, people was fanboying over DTR and, and, you know, making it seem like that we got us something and we was all excited. But for the most part, man, fans are going to fan. And I feel like that's what they're supposed to do. No matter how much you fan for a player, it don't have no bearings on what the actual organization choose to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not blaming fans necessarily for, for being excited about DTR. They had every right to be. He looked awesome in preseason, like objectively awesome. 
But then to come into the conversation of what we expected in his first career start, we were all excited about what he could do based on what we saw in the preseason. He wasn't just a fifth-round pick who looked okay in preseason was the backup because they had no one else. It wasn't like Josh Dobbs got hurt and he was put in there. The Browns made the conscious decision, and this is back to what G said a second ago, to trade Joshua Dobbs to Arizona because of how well they thought DTR played in the preseason, therefore making me believe as someone who you know, covers the team and watches the team, he could play up to, if not better than Josh Dobbs. You don't trade Josh Dobbs unless you think DTR was at that level. Today, he was not at the level of what we saw from Josh Dobbs. And, and G. Bush, as the originator of the DTR era, I mean, I, I, know, I know you think Stefanski did not put him in a position to succeed. Totally get that. But based on what he did, whether take, take the play calls out of it, what you actually just saw from DTR, were you surprised we saw a regression as big as we did from where he was, even in that final preseason game? Because he no. was sharp against Kansas City, man. He no, was. no, let, let, like these is real bullets flying, man. This is real, like this is it's the middle of the season, like people fighting for jobs to take care of their kids. Like this is grown man football. Like they know, like this is why sometimes you know, even when we talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Ravens, man, they ain't not out here trying to hear none of that about no rookie. They gonna come bring that smoke, like they bringing it. Like every play, they gonna bring. They got their best blitzes lined up. They got their best rushers out there. I thought Jadavian Clowney played one hell of a game. I thought he played well uh, coming off the edge. I thought Roquan Smith did exactly what he said he was going to do. He <laughs> said he wanted he to go out there and, and, and embarrass you in front of your wife and children. And that's what they did. I ain't, like, you ain't seen me put no DTR. Like, before the game, how many tweets about DTR did I fire off? And I tweet every day. You see none. You can't even <laughs> screenshot them. Cause I knew what it was. Like, no, you, I did. I did. I was out there supporting. I thought. I thought. It was, I, I, man, I ain't gonna lie. I can hold that L. I don't. I really don't care I, about. I, I did a video this morning. Man, I thought listen, they win with. I, I can hold that L. I did too. I thought they could win with Dorian Thompson yeah, Robinson. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just keeping it real. But, but hold on. Listen, listen. But what I'm saying to you is, you see how we leading with this? You can't lead with the rookie with the onus. That don't work in in NFL. It starts at the top. Like, if you wanted to win with DTR today, you needed Coach Stefanski as well to pull his part. You needed the defense to pay above and beyond. Defense didn't play as well as they did the first few games. They let a lot, lot of runs, a lot of missed tackles, and, and, and I credit the Baltimore Ravens for doing this. Baltimore said, look, they getting pressured in the first three drives. We're going to run this football. Like, we're going to figure something out. And I'll ask you this question. And, and anybody in chat, you can put it in there. Tell me what the Cleveland Browns' uh, uh, identity is on offense. I wait. Can somebody tell me what the Cleveland Browns hang their hat on when they say, "I need to make a play. We need to establish something." What are they on offense? And I'll and I'll go back and juxtapose that with the Ravens. Guess what? They Lamar Jackson looked great. You know why? Because they got the Lamar Jackson playbook. Lamar Jackson, look, look what he did. 
Lamar Jackson ain't dropping back 35 times. 15 and 19, 186, average of about 10 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, uh, QB rating of 142.5. You know what they did? They had some nice design runs in there as well. Nine carries for 27 yards. He had two touchdowns on the ground. That's a, that's a, that's an efficient a Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens style game. You know what you get from them. But I wait to you. What exactly do we do when we need a touchdown? We need a player. What, what is it? They don't have an offensive offensive backbone right now. It's a crapshoot week to week, G. And, and I do think that that is, if nothing else, that is where you can get on Kevin Stefanski and say, what the hell are you doing, coach? Why? And I'm waiting to hear word back. I'm, I'm talking to someone in the locker room right now. I'm just making sure mm-hmm. I can say this on air before I say it. But if I can, I'll text you all offline. Okay. Uh, we're going to have a whole new conversation here in a sec. So um, real quick, because like, you know, like. Uh, yeah, somebody, I got some info. I ain't say it yet. So um, I've seen some information and they don't look good, but I'm going to let you confirm it. I, I'm looking at the yeah. chat, right? Hold, hold on and one sec. I, I'm working on it. Why are you doing that? Yeah. So like I'm looking at the chat and like, you know, like I'm seeing these comments. So like Evan said, Evan 419, well, why did Kevin make DTR fumble? Or, well, why did Kevin make uh, DTR underthrow him five times? Listen, at this point, y'all just hear what y'all want to hear. Everybody on this panel that said that DTR played bad. And if you want to sit up here and try to keep pushing this narrative like we didn't see the same game that y'all see that he playing bad, joke on you because that ain't what we talking about. We talking about the head coach and the positions that he put the rookie quarterback in. At the end of the day, G, you said it right. DTR had an obligation. He had weight to hold. The defense had weight to hold on the situation. But so did the head coach. And so if you got to put the blame anywhere and on anybody, it goes on the leader of this team, man. It goes on the leader of this team. And that's what we talking about. But this nonsense that y'all keep talking about, like DTR didn't play bad. Like, come on, man. We watched the same game y'all watched. We totally aware of that. Yeah. We done said that n- numerous times. And if you choose to keep putting that out there, at this point, you're just hearing what you want to hear. All right. I can't say all of it, but I'm going to tell y'all two things. Players are pissed right now, obviously, after a loss. They did not know Deshaun was playing until we learned at the same time. Deshaun told everyone in that locker room that he was going to play until he couldn't play. They prepared all week as if it was going to be Deshaun at quarterback. And the play calling, let's just say, uh, less than happy. A lot of questions as to why this offense did not run the ball more with a rookie quarterback, despite the lack of success. But, but, and, and this is coming from the players, right? It's the players, right? This so, is coming so, from the players. You, you're saying that, that you're getting this information that the players are feeling this way, right? Yes. Okay, so maybe right, it's so we me. Ain't crazy. So maybe we ain't I crazy. made it up. <laughs> we ain't crazy, then. We ain't crazy. No, that is that is directly from the locker room. All right, just wanted to make sure we ain't crazy. Yeah. So we can say anything we want. The reality is, the fifty-three guys who matter wanted to run the ball more. They thought they threw this kid to the wolves. Or the 53 guys in the locker room understand that when you have a, a quarterback that you got to have two game plans. <clears throat> you got to have two, right? Because we had two game plans back in the day when it was Deshaun Watson and Jacoby Brissett. Everybody knows when you got a quarterback on the injury list. You need to prepare the backup for a certain – the game plan is just different. Like, it just is, man. I, I've been in locker rooms before. I understand what the communication is. Like – like, I, I don't know why y'all want to make up new rules. Like, these is not new. This is the beginning of time football. Everybody knows what it's supposed to be. But here's the problem. 
They was expecting to go out, tread water, and use the bye week to catapult themselves to to it. No, you got to be thick. And I hate when people say that about the bye week, like it's a win. A bye is not a win. That means you just got a week off to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Get you, worry about what's on the field. Worry about getting that dub, and then we get some rest. You got my coach used to say, "Earn your weekend, <laughs> earn your weekend." Uh, we're gonna read some super chats here. Then we're gonna send off everybody with uh, a little pop. Oh, oh, first off, before you, you do that, I, yes, I, I gotta say this is shoot, funny. Shoot. Be- because of what you said, right? G, <laughs> me and Mike was texting. Mike, what did you what did you ask me? Well, what did you say? You said we texted. We texted the whole game. You can't. You say it just. Feel, you say it feels like this. This was. The Deshaun Watson game plan. Did you or did you not say nope. that? And I so told, for, listen, I, I, and so I, for I, you to say like the players thought that I I and, and, and I asked, I you, asked that earlier. I and I asked G earlier and I texted Tim. To me, there was once again, I played college basketball. I'm not gonna tell you that I am like a football savant, the ins and outs. I know how to break down film, I get the general premises, but I've never created an offensive game plan. To me. The uneducated but educated enough observer, nothing in that game plan seemed to be designed for DTR. Everything was designed as if you had a veteran, all-pro caliber quarterback making those throws. And that's why I asked earlier. That's why I texted Tim Couch. Can you have two different game plans for two different quarterbacks? Tim still hasn't answered. He might still be on a high after Kentucky beat the crap out of Florida. I don't know if y'all saw that, but Kentucky beat the brakes off of Florida yesterday uh, in the SEC. It seemed like it was a game plan that was not designed to help a rookie quarterback do anything at all. At all. And that's why I asked that question, Earl. And maybe I am a little smarter than I give myself credit for. Maybe. Maybe not. I might be dumber than I thought. Oh, no. No, you was right. I got to give you your kudos. You was right. Because I I told Mike, I said, what did I tell you? I said, ain't no way that's the case. I said, ain't no way that's the case. I said, man, I'm going to give Kevin Stefanski way more credit than that. There's no way that that's the case. And Mike called it before we even got to this point. That's wild. And and before y'all, before y'all want to rattle off and how don't nobody, all they doing is talking to Jason Lloyd. I didn't got three texts from multiple people in the locker room that ain't got nothing to do with yeah. Jason Lloyd that said the same thing. That's why I said, go ahead and say what you're going to say. He said, I'm going to wait on it. Like, like, come on, bro. Like y'all cats. I, I, listen, I'm just a little old dude. I <laughs> don't pay no attention to me. Hey, hey, did I say the season is over? No. no. Nobody said that. We're going to end this with a positive note here after we do Super Chats. And for the record, what I got that was not from Jason Lloyd. Earl, I think you know who I'm talking to now. Yeah, I mean, listen, listen, listen. We sometimes when we get too distracted by this chat, sometimes sometimes we be doing sometimes we feed into it way too much, man. We got to understand their emotional is like we're emotional. The game is over. We just lost and whatever. Before I was on this side. I ain't really understand the ins and outs of this game, too. Sometimes I got to understand, but you got to just let these people type, let these people talk, say whatever they want to say. It is what it is. You guys ready to do some super chats, and then we'll end it. We'll throw a, send everyone off into a Sunday night with a positive spin. I'm going yeah, to take some it. NyQuil, bro. I ain't playing around, <laughs> y'all. I'm taking uh, I'm NyQuil and PMs. If you guys want to stop and comment on any of these, let me know. Uh, if not, I'm just going to keep – we got about 50. Shout out to you guys. Uh, the 2,000-plus people in here watching right now. We appreciate you guys making UCSS the number one-rated Cleveland Browns postgame show in the entire city. We really do appreciate you guys. First Super Chat comes from Ryan Oftenberg. He said, absolute garbage. What a letdown. 
Nicole D said, I knew it would be an uphill battle with DT, DTR, but I didn't expect a blowout. This one's on Kevin. Uh, next one comes from Do It For Chubb. DTR, more like just Dorian na name. Not me. <laughs> hey, we are stripping them into the DTR too. It's Dorian. <laughs> like, listen, we well, I did I did I did John Johnson JJ3. I took his name. You're just Dorian now. You gotta work on that extra Thompson Robinson hyphenated thing. Uh I think we do have to comment on this next one. Uh it, it's a good point. Uh I'll start and then if you guys want to add, by all means, it comes from James Bowen. Why did we not at least try PJ Walker? It was clear DTR wasn't the guy by half. PJ has experience. The fans need to blame as well as DTR, but DTR is just bad. I'm assuming the reason they didn't go to PJ Walker was DTR is the backup and he needs these game reps. Like I'm just assuming that's or the case. He was the most prepared. PJ Walker on the practice squad for real. Like if you're a hundred percent practice squad, that means you're running scout team reps. He has no deal. He don't know what the playbook is. Like so, there was no yeah. chance for him to go in. Earl, anything to add with that? No. Okay. Uh, Justin Trimble says, gee, we need the mystery flavor Kool-Aid next week because we never know what Browns team we're going to get. Uh, we know what Browns team we're going to get next week. It's called the bye week. They will not be playing, so we can take a break <laughs> off uh, Kool-Aid next week. Do it for Chubb said, man, the cinnamon stick from Apple Jack's box out there throwing the ball. I think that's a shot at DTR. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wayne Trotter. We got rid of Baker for being mediocre. Kevin has been nothing but mediocre. Uh, gee, that's kind of in line with what you were alluding to earlier. I ain't got nothing to say. SG says, Ravens fans so lame, they think they proved something by being <laughs> a fifth-round quarterback making his first start. Y'all pathetic. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, shout out to the Ravens. Listen, Ravens Nation in here tough. By the way, they in here being demons, and I'm going to tell you what. I'll give them credit because, you know what? It just... They keep the same energy at all times. I know what to expect from them. I get, until we start beating them, like 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 Earl say, what we, we I, were gonna I do? confess it. My daughter's stepfather, a Ravens fan, and he ain't got off my line yet, man. I don't oh, know man. talk to nobody. Her stepfather, oh, that's yeah. double trash. Yeah, hey. she's standing with she's standing with me this week, fam. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you if you win, talk your trash, man. Talk, like at the end of the day, it's all sports. If, if you win, talk your trash, and if you can't you take to- it. You get them then all. Don't talk. Like if you're gonna yeah. talk, be ready to take it back. But it goes both ways. Uh, next up comes from Turner W. Historic defense. I'm still drinking that Kool Aid. It was their worst performance of the year. They held the Ravens to under 300 yards. That's still pretty damn good. Uh, we'll touch on the defense at the very end here in a sec. So yeah. if you have a comment, just hold that real quick. Kevin Robinson, 9:30 in the fourth quarter, 32 passes to 14 rushes. Pathetic. Uh, as we mentioned a second ago, Kevin. <laughs> I can tell you, G can confirm, Earl can confirm as well from different sources. Uh, players not happy with the play calling today. We'll just leave it at that. And they said you was talking to Tyvis. Tyvis on the radio right now. Hey, stop FYI. trying to play Blues Clues out here. This is a little <laughs> FYI. Multiple sources. Tyvis on the radio. I know that to be fact. He's on the hey, radio well, right now. Well, let, let, me, let me tease something. And I'm going to tease something that Earl knows, G. I haven't even told you this. We had prior to this. And it was agreed upon if they won a marquee guest coming in on Wednesday. We're going to see if said player is still going to come in on Wednesday. Uh, And I got some information for you that you don't know. Uh, G let me in on the information, man. It was going to be gravy for us tomorrow if the Browns would have won. If they would have won, y'all was good. Y'all now? Yeah. yeah, G, we'll, we'll, we'll talk offline because – Yeah. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll talk offline. Uh, James Bowen says, Stefanski running – 
the same plays we ran in Pop Warner with the tight end reverse, except our plays worked in Pop Warner. Uh, Harrison Bryant with another QB sneak today. Josh Z said, guys, the line was the biggest issue. The run was dead on the snap. The Ravens had penetration all over the line. The game was lost in the trenches. No adjustments would have saved the game. I, I kind of agree. At the end of the day, regardless of who was at quarterback, you're getting pressured 75% of your dropbacks. It is going to be tough to handle um, offensively and defensively. I think the Ravens kicked the crap out of the Browns, even though the Browns' defensive line played well. Three sacks. They, they had Lamar running for his life. Uh, Preston Harry said that Josh Jobs' trade looks terrible right now. Uh, Mary Kay just tweeted that Miles Garrett is walking off in a boot with a sore foot, but he expects to be back after the bye. Uh, Robert Baxter, he says, look at the schedule and tell me there are eight more wins with Stefanski. Uh, we're going to play that game this week on UCSS, so make sure you tune in there. Robert, we will get to that. Uh, I still think there's eight more wins on the schedule. That is absolutely a possibility. Let's not let's not get too negative. Let's not that. overreact, y'all. Come yeah, on now. Yeah. Come, come on. on. Bad job out of you guys. Yeah, bad job come out on, of you there. Like, uh, straight on, edge Mikey. We will never be successful with a mid-head coach. There will be quite a lot of discussion about Kevin Stefanski, not just on our show, but throughout the city this week. Anthony told us in the chat that uh, Ethan Pochich left the locker room with a knee brace and crutches. According to Mary Kay, Pochich was phenomenal last season, has not been as good up until this point, but still a valuable part of the Browns' offensive line. Preston Herring with another super chat. He says, the offensive line is overrated. This game gets played 10 times. The same outcome happens 10 times. There's nothing that could have changed this outcome except for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Fair. Uh, do yeah. it for Chubb says – or what do you want to say? You want to chime in real quick? No, I'm just laughing at Chris. Chris said, come on, man. We never overreact. You're right. None <laughs> of us. None of us. We uh, are do it for Chubb. <laughs> He said, Maine, bump that fire Stefanski music. I'm tired of dude Baker balling in Tampa. It's Stefanski at this point. Ken C says, no Watson, no Chubb equals loss. On to San Francisco. James Bowen says, they beat us in front of our wives and kids. Uh, hey, And girlfriends. Again, mistresses. If, if you're going to talk your talk, you just better walk the walk. And yeah. I have, like, I love trash talk. It's part of the game. For the Browns, against the Browns, if you're going to talk the talk, you better walk the walk. Rokon Smith said what he said, and they came in and beat the Browns. Like I have he a hard stood on, time. He stood on business on it too. I, I have a hard <laughs> time hating on him for uh for for saying what he said and then coming out and playing like he did. Uh do it for Chubb says he ain't gonna look good against San Francisco if the line continues to struggle. Nicholas Archlatis, Archlatis, Nick. I apologize if I pronounce your name wrong. Kyle Shanahan is a better offensive coach that schemes his playmakers open to get yards yep. after catch. Mm -hmm. This makes it easy on the quarterback like Purdy. Kevin has never done that. Earl, it, I think that's a fair point. One of the things that has made Purdy successful early on is he gets it to his playmakers in space, and those guys make plays happen after the catch through at least four games this season, whether it was Watson or DTR. Very few yak yards for this Browns offense. Yeah. You know, and I, I was kind of just referring to his rookie year, but I mean, you're right as far as this season go. So that was the only thing I had that was even closer in comparisons. You know, they yeah. both had over 48 stars in college. They both played in the pro style offense in college. They both played for teams that got a pretty good uh, defense. And so I'm not saying they're the same player, but the situations are similar. And I thought DTR can come in and hold his own just a little bit, make a few plays. I thought we brought. Nobody thought that the Browns was not going to score at least one touchdown. Nobody. So, like, it ain't 
It just didn't. I mean, it just, it just didn't. It ain't, I mean, it ain't let, quite work out. It ain't, let, it let's ain't be clear. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like <laughs> the only game, the only game the Browns' offense looked good was last week. Yeah, one out of four. One out of four. One out of four <laughs> games. Huh? I mean, that's it. That's that's. It's hard to argue. Uh, got a couple more. Uh, do it for Chubb says Telemurl, a real Ohio player main. It's Stefanski. <laughs> I hope I said that with enough credibility to not sound yeah. like. And hey, Ohio players that. is a uh, the Ohio players is actually a music group too. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. just put player. He didn't put an S on it. So I hope. Yeah, I hope I'm, I'm just saying, like okay. a real Ohio player, it's like a little Wayne bar. You yeah. gotta understand that. Man. You, hey, you Wayne see Wayne dropped a new song? Yeah, he did. Five <laughs> yeah, bars than that. Uh, DJ Brobot says every year we're two and two at this point, and always say don't worry. Then we go three and five, four and eight, six and nine, and suddenly the season is over. <laughs> We've said this three years in a row. Uh, G? Uh, listen, man, I, I, looking at just two two and two, it could go either way. I told you, I, look, I you, six games. I'm looking at six games. I'm looking at them. Because, you know, I'm going to tell you, like, uh, you, you look down the, down the list, you could talk yourself into saying we can win eight, nine more of these games. Or you could talk yourself into these B&Ls. Like, you just can. So I'm, I want to see. Uh, what's going on with Kevin Stefanski? And by the way, don't tell me about the buy because the last time last year we came out of a buy, <laughs> we went down to Miami and got boat race. So the buy is not some sensu bean or magical elixir uh, that is going to Deshaun Watson better be ready to go. Or, I mean, this is tough because at least last year we had Nick Chubb when we had Jacoby Brissett. You don't have Watson and you're dealing with the same roster and a worse O line. That's cool. I mean, we reacting to it in real time the way we're supposed to. I know some people don't get it. They think we overreacting, but this is a post-game reaction show, and I'm reacting just like everybody else to what I seen during the game. Browns go out here and hang 42 on the 49ers to give up three points. I'm it's going to be a celebration. It is what it is, man. It's cool. I, I don't <laughs> think anything we've said from any of us has been unfair today. I think it's all in the realm of realistic reactions to what we saw. All right, uh, next up from Do It From Chubb. If Watson got fluid and he couldn't throw 12 yards, it's deeper than just a contusion, excuse me. Uh, He may not be ready for San Francisco. Two weeks ain't enough time. I'm not a doctor. I'm going to let the doctors determine that. I don't even want to speculate. There was a chance he played today. I would think two weeks is enough time to get healthy enough to play, but I'm not a doctor. Raw Dog said Carson Wentz. Matt Ryan, Colt McCoy, Joe Flacco, and Nick Foles are all available. Uh, Raw Dogs, which just feels weird to say, but uh, my guy. Yeah, we got you. you, We can only say your name twice. I'm gonna say my guy. If they uh, if they wanted to bring in a backup quarterback, they have had plenty of opportunity to opportunities to. It is DTR as QB two. That is not going to change. That's what Um, it is. Do it for Chubb says, tell them Earl and G, y'all allowed to be fans too. Y'all just happen to cover sports. You guys are supposed to feel that way. Robert Baxter says, G, are we still on week six watch? Oh, we've been on week six watch. I told you, I just ran that back. Heck, you are you on week six watch? Because here's the thing. You playing, <laughs> you playing the, the 49ers. You see what they did to the Steelers earlier? Hey, man. <laughs> hey. So, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Now I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to, uh. I gotta start a Kool Aid a little bit. So you saying, you saying if this, if this is the situation, right after that 49ers game and I, who we play week six? Uh, is it Seattle? 
No, so we play we play, week five is our bye. We play San Francisco week six, and then we play San Francisco week seven. So, G, are you are you trying to say that Kevin Stefanski's job ain't safe? No, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, it ain't like what he like, said. I said what I said, bro. They play, yeah, they like, play the you... Colts after the Niners, by the way. They go Colts, Seahawks, Cardinals, the three games after the Niners. Hey, no. All right, so so there it is. G said it, not me. Jim Schwartz gonna I... be your uh head coach. Oh, listen, you <laughs> listen, this is we 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 you had ample time and opportunity to figure it out. You went and got your quarterback, you had multiple quarterbacks before. Um, you, you could have gave up the play calling. But you said you didn't want to get him ready. Like you, you made DTR to back up. Get him ready to play against the 49ers. I, I said on a show on another uh, on another network, I think in June or July, that I don't know what grocery store he went to. Okay, don't know if he went to Dave's. I don't know if he went to Marks. I don't know if he went to Heinen's. I don't know if he went to Whole Foods. All I know is Andrew Barry went out and he did a whole lot of shopping during the offseason, and when he went in. Got the groceries. He brought them home. It's up to Kevin Stefanski to prepare the meal. Yep. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All this magic. Where was all this Elijah Moore? Is the next coming of uh, 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 Teddy Ginn or or Rocket Ismail? We ain't seen none of that. All we seen is these reverses. That was – that's it? A uh, couple more from James Bowen. The players don't believe in Kevin, and it shows they're fed up and we're fed up. What does upper management need to see to realize Kevin isn't the guy? Uh, I think after the bye week, the level of the hot seat gets ramped up quite significantly, especially if they come out and don't play well against San Francisco. It's tough with a backup quarterback uh, in any situation, but today was especially ugly considering Baltimore just lost to Indianapolis's backup quarterback seven days ago. Keep that, At home. Keep that in mind. Razor Sharp History says – I wonder if Jim Schwartz was in the dark about Watson. Uh, as we reported earlier, I think everyone was under the impression Deshaun was going to play until this morning. From what it sounds like from listening to multiple people in the locker room, he had been telling people he was going to play until this morning when it just became evident he was unable to throw the Listen, ball. Listen, Mary, Mary Kay Cabot was on with us maybe at around 1220. Mm -hmm. And she said that. She said Deshaun Watson – fully expected yesterday that he was the starting quarterback. When he yeah. pulled up this morning, he knew he was the starting quarterback. Even when he was out there warming up, he wasn't going out there to test the waters to see if he could play. He was just doing the pregame warming, up, warming to up to play. Yeah. And so when Kevin Stefanski made the decision that he was not going to play, that kind of threw clearly everybody in the locker room for an entire loop. So, of course, you know, that's not sitting well with players right now. Because your quarterback was already locked in to go. Injury and all, he was ready to go out there. He was ready to go do his thing and ball out. And you took that option away from him. And it's just so funny that we hear now, because it was a couple years ago, similar situation. And that quarterback got up there and he said, I made the decision on my own. <laughs> so, Yeah. Uh, a couple more. James Bowen says, I'm seriously, seriously disgusted with Stefanski. He acts so ho-humbled and like a rank amateur. Uh, DJ Brodot, McNuggets, there are no positives with this game. This is not a mommy rubs my head, wipes my <laughs> tears, feeds me Lunchable after a boo-boo moment, not drinking that Kool-Aid. Uh, I'm not sure I ever said there was anything good that really came out of this game. I'm just saying the you season didn't. isn't over after being 2-2. Two and two. 
Ray Smith says, it's still a beautiful day in Cleveland. Enjoy life. This isn't the end of the world or the season. Kool-Aid Mafia is alive and well. Uh, Nicholas Archlatis, Archlatis again. Teddy Atlas said Mike Tyson is 0-6 because every time he was in a fight, he lost. Every time the Browns are in a fight, they lose. The Browns are Mike Tyson. Uh, two more. Skilly says, can we stop being phonies? We all said we wanted to see DTR play. We saw DTR play. Bull was right. He wasn't ready for the NFL spotlight. Let's move on to next week. Who um, said they wanted it? Like, they, who said we wanted to see DTR just start all of a sudden? Where did that come from? I, I don't think, think no. I don't think nobody said that they wanted. To, I don't think nobody and on UCSS said that they thought that DTR should be the starter. I don't think nobody said that DTR should replace Watson as the starter, even after the Pittsburgh game. So I'm not sure if. Anybody here is being I, a phony I think, I think about he's referring it. to the, the, the grander sphere of the Cleveland fan base after the Pittsburgh game. So yeah, but who on this on, I, on this platform? I, oh, no one, I, I just no one on UCSS that. said that. And if they did, we would have uh we would have ripped them to shreds. Oh, oh man, that, that would be that would be three or four segments out of it. Yeah. Man, listen, <laughs> you would be getting talked about up and like y'all don't know how we roll at UCSS. Skilly, you, mean, you say something like that, you get talked about. <laughs> Skilly says it was from the chat, by the way, not necessarily us. Oh, okay, I see you. Right. I see you. No, hey, I see you, Skilly. No okay. And we yeah, love we love Skilly, by the way. We love Skilly, by the way. Kevin so, Sheffield, you um, all right. Well, guys, we got one last thing before we wrap up. If you're in here, oh, hold on. I said it before the season, and we joked about this. <laughs> I said if we wanted to do numbers, it'd be terrible for the Browns, but it would be <laughs> unbelievable for numbers. That is what I said. That was not. Hey, that they was about not to get your ass. DTR. Like, hey, hey, G, they about to tear him up. Hey, listen, listen, McNuggets like my brother, man. Don't listen. Chill out. <laughs> Chill out. What Jeezy say? I want to see it. What Jeezy say? You touch and we ride. <laughs> yeah, that you guys, you guys are taking that way out of way out of proportion. You think I was actually saying we wanted uh, DTR to play? So let's let's wrap it up with this. They are two and two through four weeks. It's a quarter. Uh, the seventeen games is really stupid because you can't say a quarter of the season. There's no more quarter of the season. Technically, a four point one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, four point two five percent of the season's Tuesday. The real quarter point. Yeah. Dumb as hell. However, we are two and two through four games. Tomorrow on UCSS, 11 to one, full reaction. Then two to four, myself, Earl Bradder, heading over to Cavs Media Day, live show from Cavs Media Day, interviews with, I hope the Cavs come through. They said 10 to 15 Cavs players are going to sit down with us throughout those two hours, hang out, chop it up UCSS style. So make sure you tune into that on this channel. Before we do that, G. Bush. There's not a lot to take away from this game, but big picture. Tell the people, man, the season's not over yet. It's not even close. Uh, Listen, the season's not over yet, bro. I mean, look, look, (laughs) at the end of the day, I got way more T-shirts to sell. And they can't be, (laughs) don't play with (laughs) y'all. But but now, like, like, for real, like, look, you're two and two. You're going into the bye week. You know, what you can take away from this is Kevin Stefanski, it's going to have to, he'll take a long look in the mirror. And there's one thing that I, I like about a little, a little bit about it too. I liked that the defense got gashed a little bit. Now you could go back to the drawing board and say, hey, we're not invincible. We still playing really good football, but teams are now going to see that they think they can run the ball on us. It, it, it only looks that good. 
if you getting people in, in third and long and now you got Miles Garrett in those ends. But I've always said when you're a defensive end or a defensive player, you got to earn the right to pa- rush the passer. That means on first and second down, you have to take care of business and stopping those guys in the backfield count too. So right now, everybody can go lick their wounds a little bit, come back, get ready, um, because they got this game against the San Francisco 49ers that could get ugly too if they're not ready to play. Hopefully Deshaun Watson is ready to rock and roll uh, and, and come back. And at least now, uh, everybody can know. The cool thing about it is y'all can stop all of that stuff about how you know Deshaun Watson and whether he's worth it or not. I bet you you think he's worth it now. Every damn penny. Every hey, man. Shout, shout out to my homie, man. Shout out to my brother, Keith Flag, man. He actually sent me a picture of his. Uh, he watching us right now. He said we killing it. But P.S. What's his name? His name, Keith Flag. What up, Keith? Yeah, That's he watching us right now. He watching us right now. Say we killing it, but I'm still ugly. <laughs> Dang, bro. Hey, That's Keith, crazy. You ain't saying nothing wrong. <laughs> he said you still ugly, bro. So it don't matter. All right, Earl. Before you go, because you're 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 the. Let me just say this, and then I'll let, I'll let you wrap it up. We'll say goodbye. The NFL is a week to week league. Last week, the Cleveland Browns embarrassed the Tennessee Titans, twenty-seven three. Held them to under hundred fewer hundred total yards. Fast forward seven days. Those same Tennessee Titans just beat the brakes off the Cincinnati Bengals 27-3. Last week, the Miami Dolphins put up 70 points on the Denver Broncos, 7-0. This week, they got the brakes beat off them. They lost 48-20 to (laughs) to Miami. Last week, the Denver Broncos gave up 70 points. This week, the Denver Broncos down two touchdowns in the second half, rallied from 21 down to beat the Chicago Bears. No league in the world varies week to week than the NFL. The best teams are the most consistent. If you're not in that top, top tier, what you see one week from a team is very hard to replicate the following week. Week three against the Titans, the Browns looked as good as any team in the NFL. Today, the Browns looked abysmal. Don't get too high off one win. Don't get too down off one loss. The Browns are somewhere in the middle, and I believe at the end of the day, they are one of the six to ten best teams in the NFL. Today was a bad performance on both sides of the ball. But the offense can't be worse. And the defense, when it's on the field for 42 minutes, is going to give up a few plays. Do not worry too much. It is still early, and that was DTR's first start. The season is far from over. They are still a legitimate contender, not just in the NFC North, but in the AFC as an entire conference. I need you to slide a topic in here, too. We, we might need to talk about this. Uh, we might need a running back or two. Uh, uh, <laughs> Speaking of people we talked to, I am talking to Jason Lloyd. That that's what he said is something he wants to talk about this week. He's, yeah, he's we not might sure need, they really they have a right need. Now, So uh I, I, wrap us up here, dog. Yeah, I'll, I'll wrap us up with this, man. It, it was a horrible loss, man. The Browns flat out got their ass beat in every facet of the game. Offense, defense, special teams, coaching, the whole nine. But it's not the end of the world to me, man. Adversity and how you respond to adversity, it makes you who you are as a man, as a woman, and as a team. So hopefully, man, the Browns can regroup, look themselves in the mirror, understand, man, they probably need to eat some humble pie a little bit, get back to the drawing board, and the season ain't over. You know, we just locked, we just finished September. Uh, we into October now. Keep this train moving ahead, man. We Hopefully we can look back at this at the end of December when we didn't clinch the playoff spot and we got some whole field advantage like, damn, we didn't come a long way since that loss to the Baltimore Ravens, man. So the reaction to today is what it is, but, man, let's go Browns forever. Hey, early season losses happen to even the best of teams. Last year, the Chicago Bears beat the San Francisco 49ers in week one. 
the Chicago Bears have lost 15 consecutive football games. It happens. Don't be We are back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Myself, G. Bush, Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, two hours of live reaction to the Ravens game. Then we're going over to Cavs Media Day. Brad Sellers joins us, or the Pearl joins us. Hey, if we don't get Imani Bates, I'm going to beat up everyone at the Cavs PR facility because nobody has wrapped Imani. And get off Spider back. He can wear Lamar jersey if he wants to. They owe us. They owe us. I mean, (laughs) listen, we need to – listen, give him a – you know, give him a a basketball says for the the children's fund or something. Bring a a Kool-Aid. Bring a 2X Kool-Aid hoodie (laughs) in tomorrow. Man, you need that joint. Hey, put that on. Hey, everyone who and watched, we appreciate you guys. We will see you next time. We'll see you tomorrow. Not next time. We'll see you all tomorrow. Be good. Stay safe. Go Brownies. Peace. Gee, you funny, man. You crazy. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.